Welcome back to Capitalist Anonymous, your holistic rehab for that dirty, dirty <laughs> capitalism that you are affected by in your daily life. I was working on that. It's, it's good. We've had time to work on it because you know. we've been we've been off for a couple. Of weeks. Yeah, and we also have like what like three episodes in the. This is <laughs> the, the third in the, in our three pack of episodes that we will be releasing. Listen, if we someday when we have. <laughs> Several million listeners yeah. and, a, and a booming Patreon. Then we'll put out episodes on time. Yeah, everybody will love. They'll be like, bring back the three packs. We love that. But, <laughs> but right now, uh, we have two listeners. So we will continue to release episodes when we feel like it. Yeah, we'll do it when we get there. And I'm still using Beto O'Rourke's song as the uh, outro Gone but not song. Forgotten, the Gone but in not our for- hearts. It's still, still in our hearts. Just like uh, last since last time we were here. Kamala, gone. Kamala, bye, bitch. That's a that's a big one. I, I mean, she was at one point before Bernie's uh, New York rally. She had the biggest rally of the entire campaign. Yeah, I I feel like she really, when she first announced she was running, she seemed to have a lot of support, but mm-hmm. that tanked really fucking fast, and she never really recovered. Because she, I mean, I, I mean, because people found out like what literally anything about her other than that she was a black woman <laughs> yeah and it's like you're oh former cop gross like like well former prosecutor but still and like hiring all of hillary's team it's like what are you doing well, yeah wh- why it's like why would you the woman who lost to trump the, the biggest loser of all time it's like why would you hire her campaign people and like one of her happy s- birthday to this future president oh jesus christ uh her sister too was one of her campaign managers and it's like yeah dude this Deranged. isn't a joke it's, it's like it's it's if you're gonna run your campaign like you already won it's gonna end up like 2016 yet again it's like you gotta run it like this is the end of the fucking world which is because it is and that's again you know we're gonna make it a a solid maybe minute and 30 seconds before mentioning bernie but that's why i like bernie is he (laughs) runs the campaign like it's the end of the fucking world because it is because it is um we're both in a really bad mental place right now we were just talking about this earlier so get ready for a really black pilled episode it's gonna yep we um actually who knows when this will be released but as we record this it is a very dark day for global politics it is global left so um exit polls in the uk have predicted an overwhelming tory victory in the uk general election boris baby woof how do you like that guy like how does anyone like that guy he just looks like a fucking like Someone who has seen Gary Busey once and tries to describe him, that's how I would describe <laughs> Boris Johnson to people. Like, it looks like Gary Busey, but like but worse, more British. Somehow. Yeah, like worse <laughs> and more British. And it's like, God, I was, it, I just started, I was upstairs waiting for you and I like uh, was reading articles about it. And I was like, how? Like, how did this happen again? It's well, like, yeah, here's the thing that I think we can say. I mean, quite frankly, the UK is really just a trash fire of a country with terrible culture for sure and and a horrible legacy of imperialism and violence like just just really an all-around pretty bad bad one the only one of the maybe the only country that i feel comfortable shitting on as an american yeah fair enough um, well, we can but now the one thing about um the uk is like their media is honestly maybe even worse than ours which is really saying something um, they have like just a really awful like pundit class. I mean, we do too, but like they've just got like truly deranged like 
conservative slash centrist voices dominating the media and doing with Jeremy Corbyn using the kind of the same smear campaigns that we're seeing being used against Bernie by liberals here, um, except they're being these smear campaigns are being like even more propagated on like widespread media in the UK and people who are uneducated and just sitting at home watching TV are hearing like, oh, Jeremy Corbyn hates Jews. Oh, OK. guess that's true. I believe it. Yeah. There was something one of my friends posted that uh, something like Facebook removed something like 80 percent of uh, Tory ads that were put up uh, like conservative party ads because of misinformation <laughs> and just flat out lying. And yeah. it's like that's, you know, like we're bad. We're definitely bad, but at least, like, we know that Trump's a piece of shit, like, 100%. Like, there's no doubt. Even people that like him are like, yeah, he's a piece of shit, but I'm a piece of shit. So (laughs) it's like, but I just feel like there's so much misinformation out there. And I think as much as we have a problem of the elderly dominating our, our, our voting system, like, just due to apathy of younger generations, shout out Zoomers, um, but, like, I think they have just as bad of a problem of, of like people who will just buy whatever the fuck the TV is telling them because they're well, dumb and they don't know how to like investigate things. Yeah, exactly. And that's I don't know. That is what I think the big the takeaway for us as Bernie sh- supporters should be watching this election is that like this is signaling to our media that like, ooh, the smear campaigns work mm-hmm. and like you know the the misinformation works so we need to be ready for that over here i mean we already get it you know people say all the time like oh bernie doesn't care about gay people or you know anyone who supports bernie is sexist mm-hmm. um which by the way we've had even more of that bernie supporters are sexist discourse on twitter this week um mm-hmm. i'm sure i'll reference it again later because uh, <laughs> that, that's like i mean if you've listened to any other episode of the show you know that that grinds my gears more than like any fucking thing else oh yeah trying to somehow spin bernie support as sexist um and i just think that like that worked against jeremy corbyn like that same tactic worked so people are gonna really fucking double down on call finding ways to make bernie and his supporters seem reactionary or bigoted Mm -hmm. even though demonstrably you know that's not the case yeah Uh, and i just i think it's gonna be a tough time for us honestly like i think i think we can make it through i think that you know if we keep just yelling the truth as much as we can like hopefully people won't be fooled as much but i do think that we're in for a long year of being called sexist racist anti-semitic homophobic transphobic Mm. whatever else there is they're gonna they're gonna try to find a way to make the left seem reactionary because that tactic for whatever reason it worked it worked against jeremy corbyn so they're gonna try and it's the, to do it against the, bernie the bernie blackout as well is super real there was something yeah. there was a i forget which news organization i'm just gonna say cnn is a placeholder um but they were reporting on the polls in new hampshire and they reported Buttigieg 18 percent biden 19 percent elizabeth warren 12 percent and they said those are the the front runners. Yeah. And they totally ignored that Bernie was at 15 yeah. percent, which is like and there's a four point seven margin of error. So with margin of error, Bernie is just as good as Buttigieg and, and Biden and like is above Warren. Yeah. I don't know what the fucking infatuation with Elizabeth Warren is at this point, especially with how 
and I've defended her on the show more than you have for sure. <laughs> uh, but like, I her complete flip on Medicare for all is bullshit. Um, oh, I, and it, it, it she is seeing the effects of that. I mean, Bernie's doing really well right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I think that that means that we're probably going to see a little less of ignoring him and a little more of attacking him going forward. But they tried to ignore him for a long time, and he's, I mean, it's not working. He's doing pretty well right now. Yeah, there there was some other article that was bullshit that was like... I saw a headline that was like... um, Ooh, Sanders loses third spot yeah, to Pete that's Buttigieg, exactly what it was. Yeah. and he lost the third spot to Pete Buttigieg because he's number one now. Which is so stupid. It's like, like why? You can't even you can't make this shit up, folks. Like, there's no way you can claim plausible deniability there. Like, there's oh, a, there's an like, agenda. Like that is that's just fucking blatant. And you're right. It it has affected um, the UK elections clearly. Of like. It's, Again, the smear campaigns, the ignoring, the the willing misinformation or the willing uh, elimination of of truth. Yeah, is, is our battle happening. as the left, I think, is really going to be against the media more than anything. Yeah, it's that that's going to be. It's not really so much against conservatives or really even against liberals. Um, I think most people support the policies that we support or would if they knew about them. Mm -hmm. I think it's just that people are very reliant on the media to explain to them what's going on. And to tell them who's popular. Yeah. Yeah. And so they are not really going to be able to, they're not really sitting down and going like, okay, this candidate believes this, this candidate believes this. Um, Who do I align most with? They're Mm -hmm. just watching the news and piecing together an opinion from that and and so that that's our battle i think is figuring out how do we counter the narrative of the media because we're going to see a lot of i mean i think we're going to see less ignoring bernie after the first couple primaries because i really think he's going to win iowa and he may win a few more of the early primaries that's when it's fucking on and when that happens they're not going to be able to ignore him anymore as you bet your ass they're going to start calling us all sexist racist monsters it's definitely going to happen because yeah and they're people are going to raise the point of like oh straight white man like it's all they've got it's all they fucking got it's like campaign with that but it's like it's uh, bernie's coalition is so much more than that. Uh, oh yeah, it's is... gonna be really funny watching them try to call him anti-Semitic. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna try. And... They're gonna try to call the one Jewish candidate anti-Semitic. They're gonna do it, and I bet a lot of liberals are gonna fall for it too. A, a bunch. I, I think right now it's Biden has the pure centrists of who are like the rich Democrats. I actually think Biden. I think that's Pete Buttigieg's lane. I think Biden mostly just has people who don't know what's going on. And I was they gonna just say recognize Mayor his Pete name. has has people who don't know what's going on or people who like to think they know what's going on yeah i think i think mayor pete has the centrists um oh for sure he's, like he's getting elizabeth warren centrist too as yeah. more people fall off of and her. i feel like i mean well, the kamala people were so ride or die i don't really know where they're gonna go probably um, to mayor pete but just... i could see them going to mayor pete um but I think I think the the Buttigieg supporters are a little bit more politically savvy than Biden supporters. I think that oh, they for sure are they're they're people who would support Biden if they didn't have a Buttigieg. Yeah. But I think 
that they're with Buttigieg. And I think Biden's base is mostly just people who don't really know what's going on or who anyone else is. And they're just going like, oh, I know that name. I know mm-hmm. that guy. He's He's been in the White House before. Um, and of course, as Biden his campaign continues no to malarkey just fucking tank <laughs> yeah. um i think a lot of those people are gonna move to bernie um i hope so as more people wake up to be like oh it, shit like we need actual change not just like we're I, I think bernie's main talking point which it's becoming more prevalent in his rhetoric is we're not going back yeah we're going forward like mm-hmm. there's there's a quote from fallout 3 that i'd <laughs> like to bring up um that i'll paraphrase but it's like a, a broken mirror, you know, like you can put it back together, but it's not going to be a mirror again. It's going to be a mosaic or some shit like different. It's up to you what you do with it. Like right now we have a bunch of shards of glass that we're all stabbing each other with. Um, but you can put it back together to be something different. It's like there is no way to get back to having a full like whatever the fuck we were before this. Cause even then yeah. it was all simmering below the surface and it's like, yeah. it just bubbled over in 2016. And now that, that thought process is in the, the way that Trump supporters think. And even the way centrists think is like much more in the open because they don't have anything to be ashamed of anymore because shame doesn't exist in this country anymore. Gamers rise up. Gamers rise up. We live in a society. <laughs> Ever since I saw the Joker movie, I've been so... <laughs> We've been really changed. <laughs> really changed. No. That changed me. That's when I decided to be more political. <laughs> was that. I'm radicalized by Joker movie. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix for president. <laughs> um, no, I think... Before before we completely move on from the UK election, though... Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's it is really it's really hard not to be, feel very deflated right now. Um, it's definitely a, a slam. The the UK is like I said a garbage country for the <laughs> most part, but at least they have the NHS, which for all intents and purposes is kind of a miracle that it exists in a capitalist country, um, and and that's gonna be. I mean, it's in danger now um, because Boris for sure wants to do away with it. Yeah. Well, the the idea being he said he wasn't going to, which is why he got a lot of voters, because a lot of people were kind of single issue voting on Brexit. And Jeremy Corbyn, I do think this if he made a mistake, this is it, um, is that he said, like, we wouldn't do we wouldn't do a Brexit. And Brexit under a left leadership would not necessarily be a bad thing. The EU does suck. Yeah. Um, but Brexit under Tory leadership would be an absolute fucking disaster because they're going to have to negotiate new trade deals. And, of course, you don't want the Tories in charge of the new trade deals yeah. because shit like they're, you know, Boris Johnson is talking to the U.S., about potential trade deals and basically there were like documents that leaked that said that like over in the US were being like well part of part of the deal would be that you guys would have to privatize your health insurance so that we can get in on that um, and we can start you know doing capitalism to to your health insurance um, mm. and you know Boris Johnson said like no don't worry the NHS isn't on the table but in these leaked documents it appears that he actually is willing yeah, to negotiate doubt. privatizing and selling off um, British health insurance. So, like, again, you, just one thing that they were able to keep safe from capitalism, and it is the only thing people love about their country. Yeah. It's like the one good thing 
about living in the UK, and now they're handing it over to the fucking capitalist vultures, and they're going to lose that, and people, I mean, that country's going to be even more of a fucking hellhole than it is already. Seriously. I mean, I, um, I don't know a whole lot about the UK, so I don't want to talk like I'm an expert here or anything, but I feel like... It would be very interesting if we saw, like, a a successful movement for, like, Scottish independence. It would be interesting if we saw the rest of Ireland join Northern Ireland. It would be, be interesting if we saw a movement or for... Or the reverse of Northern Ireland Welsh. joining Normal Ireland. Ew, no. Why? No, Nor- Northern Ireland kicks ass. But Normal Ireland is the one where I'm from. <laughs> my ancestors so i care about them tell your ancestors to join join with northern ireland they they can be one ireland that'd be cool they just have to not be in the uk yeah no northern ireland needs they're the ones that are in the uk oh my god you're right republic of ireland is not in the uk they're the ones who are like fuck the queen and like all the shit like that yeah the good ireland the good ireland thank you The good Ireland, the bad Ireland should join good Ireland. Which I think they want to, last I checked, even though th- th- it's fucked. Like, that that whole, I mean, we could do a whole episode on the troubles and shit like that of, like, how bad that shit was, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway, it would be interesting to watch the UK fall apart is basically what I'm saying. The thing and is- And leave Britain alone. We're already watching it fall apart. It's, there's no way that, that- this ends up well if if what is predicted due to exit polls is going to happen right now i just checked it it's there's not nearly enough in there's like labor's up eight seats to two to the conservatives but there's still 300 some more to go yeah well the last thing i i do want to make sure we mention about um the uk election is that the narrative we're already fucking seeing from centrist losers is like oh Jeremy Corbyn ran an unapologetically left campaign and lost. Ooh, take warning, Democrats. If you vote for Bernie, he's going to he's going to lose against Trump, just like Corbyn's losing against Boris Johnson. And I just want to say, like, obviously, that's a disgusting mm-hmm. narrative. Um, but I might be missing something here. But. From what I've seen, like the the Lib Dems as a party are apparently doing very terribly in this election in the UK. Like they've barely won any seats. Mm-hmm. And that's like their kind of like centrist liberal party. Yeah, that's the and interesting so thing about their if elections. If your thesis is that Labour the Labour Party is losing because they're too far left, then like wouldn't those people that they're losing go vote for the Lib Dems. Yeah. Um, and apparently nobody's voting for the Lib Dems. So I don't think that you can really, um, I don't think that that's a very responsible thesis That's not to a take responsible away, argument at all. Um, no. Take away from this. So don't be swayed. Don't be fooled. Yeah. Um, it is not because Jeremy Corbyn was too far left that he lost. It's just that honestly media manipulation and a lot of people are just single issue for brexit and and they weren't willing to yeah. vote for labor if they weren't going if they weren't willing to at least consider brexit which is 
I don't know. We got asked on the the lunch podcast, should they redo Brexit if people overwhelmingly don't yeah. want it or whatever? And I got fucking roasted uh, <laughs> by them. Well, uh, they were going to roast you no matter what you said. I know. And that's the thing I've come to grips with in therapy. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, like this kind of was the second Brexit referendum in a way. Yeah. If labor was so, we're not going to do it. And it's, I just think from like, it's it's the misinformation campaign which we can take specifically from this election, which is going to happen in ours. Um, unless you're truly, truly involved in, in where your information's coming from, uh, you just can't believe anything you read anymore. And that, that speaks to, like, the Washington Post. That speaks to New York Times of, like, you gotta, you can't trust No, those them. are both terrible papers. <laughs> exactly. Like, you can't trust where that's coming from just because they're labeled as left-leaning or Trump hates them. Like, Yeah, I've been reading a lot of Chomsky lately, um, and... And I'm just thinking a lot about how, like, truly, on a fundamental level, how truly fucked up it is that our news media is funded by advertisers and how, like, you cannot run an ethical media if it's being funded by advertisers because then that dictates your content because you have to appease the people you need funding from. Mm -hmm. And whenever you're put in a situation where you need to appease certain people in order to fund your work then you're already manipulating um the the content that you're putting out there and two like the ceos of these companies that are funding the news are exactly the people who are ruining our country and who have vested interest in making sure that conservatives and or centrists stay in government and that the left never has a fair shot and it's just like you cannot just truly like you can't run an ethical media off of an advertisement-based model. Like, you just can't do it. That's the thing, is, like, a majority of news, and that's what people don't understand, like, news is no longer a public utility or a public service, like it perhaps once was, or was it ever? It's like, you can look back on, like, it's littered with propaganda throughout all of history when it comes to news. It's like, what can you trust? It's like, the one thing that's great about the internet is that there are more voices out there. There are more viewpoints on something to try and get the the whole but you have to be able to synthesize everything you're reading in order to to kind of get the full picture because you will never get the full picture from one single source yeah or or two sources or something because there's again it's news is now it's uh a fucking like product uh, it's no longer just a utility of of we all need it in some way. Maybe it's, we should do our next episode on capitalism and news media. I think we should. I yeah. think that would be very interesting, especially if as we see uh, the results of the UK election as we're talking about it, and as it be it, it is apparent at this point what's going to happen. Yeah. Um. But when we have it more firm, uh, it'll be interesting to dissect the news yeah, campaigns where exactly things went wrong exactly and like where it is and and what's happening now as as mm-hmm. more and more uh news outlets move away from bernie or try to put bernie in a box and just ignore him it's we'll see that happening and that's uh, again it will happen we will have another misinformation campaign that's what happened in 2016 and it's like anyone who says the russians hacked 
things are wrong. I'm so over Russiagate liberals. Like, I can't even be in the same room as them anymore. That's the thing. It's it's borderline racist the way they want to blame every problem in our country on on Russia somehow. Like, relax. They've got their own country to ruin. And that's the thing. Like, even if... I, I... even if the Russians did physically like hack something, the Russian government, not the Russians, yeah. uh, if the Russian government like, orchestrated a hacking campaign of something, what they did as far as influencing our social media and influencing people is completely legal. And it's something that news corporations do all the time. It's like they influence people of what to think. They didn't brainwash anyone. They didn't hack voting machines to like flip it to Trump. Yeah. It's like, no, they just got into the minds of people who don't know what they're reading and they got them. And yeah, and if if you think if you think like some Twitter troll, Twitter bots from Russian operations or whatever are such a horrible thing to happen then baby i've got news for you about the cia yeah baby we <laughs> like, uh, we our our own government has done much worse media worse. like media misinformation campaigns in both our country and other countries mm-hmm. like that's that's not just a russia thing um that's capitalist countries do that everywhere it's a wealthy elite thing it's yeah. like cuz they have the money to influence that cuz they have the fucking channels to do it it's it's capitalist protecting capitalism mm-hmm. and and it's not unique to Russia. Um, truly, I know you you really hate Tulsi. I mean, I don't care for her either. I don't but super hate her, but I, I don't, don't care like for her, her either. Um, but I do prefer her to Hillary. Um, but eh, that's like same. the the truly hilarious nature of their their very public beef from like. A few weeks ago, um, Hillary literally like implied that she's some sort of like Russian agent or like, you know, and and now if you go on Twitter and like you if you're like me and just get really deep into these like wormholes of like deranged politics discourse on Twitter, even though, like, (laughs) you know, you could be doing anything else with your life. Literally anything Um, else. Tulsi stands are just constantly, everyone's just like, Oh, Russian bot, you're a Russian bot. And it's like, what, what are you, what do you people think? What do you think is happening here? And that's the thing. That's what they wanted. They don't even have to pay for like is just somehow associated with Russia now. Like that is, where is your where are your brains people i mean that's the thing of like they won in what they wanted to do what they wanted to do was spread in misinformation and like make everyone doubtful of what the other person's saying they they won the, the same way that like the fucking al-qaeda wanted to just destroy america at like our own security uh, like in a way of like yes there was like a physical action that happened but like what they wanted in the end is like taking shoes off of the airport, like really reporting anyone you think is suspicious, like hating brown people because they might be a part of, like that's what they wanted was to make America hate itself. And like, that's what they did. And that's what the the Russian government wanted to happen too. And that's what Republicans want to happen is they just, they're in power as long as people are corralled and scared of each other. Because until the people decide like, oh, we shouldn't hate each other. Like we shouldn't like, we're, we're all in this together. Like, we all have the same vested interest of, like, we want a roof over our head and we don't want to have to pay, you know, our entire life savings just to have that or, like, anything like that. It's like they got what they wanted. They wanted to tear people apart, and that's what it was. It wasn't, like, a physical action or anything. It's like they, 
like uh, 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 old Vladdy Putin probably sleeps so well at night knowing that that people accuse each other of being Russian bots. Like he probably giggles every time it happens because he didn't have to pay I'm for sure it. Sure, he doesn't even care. Like I don't. At this I point, really don't think anyone no. in Russia cares what's happening. Yeah, he on... peed in the pool and he got out of the pool. It's like he just has to deal with everyone just swimming around in his pee now. It's. I just. It, Weirdly, like we were just before recording, like catching up and talking about the like very antagonistic kind of distrustful nature of like just the communities that we frequent and like yeah. the the social environment that we tend to be in. And like it's you see it everywhere. And that's why, like, I will always come back to working class solidarity at the end of the day. That yeah. is the only thing that we have on the left. And it is the like it should be our number one goal is to stop ripping each other apart and distrusting each other for every small mistake or mm-hmm. difference in opinion. And we should be building a unified leftist front. And and it's just it feels it's so daunting of a task and it truly sometimes feels impossible in this environment where like even even among like the most committed leftists that like I see and know, you know, a lot of them are at each other's throats all the time because, you know, one of them's an anarchist and the other one's a Leninist. And it's just like neither of you are going to get what you want if you can't fucking mm-hmm. suck it up and find some common ground. Do you think or, that's... you know, you've got dirtbag leftists and woke SJWs <laughs> at each other's throats, even though at the end of the day, we want the same thing. We all support the same things. It's yeah. like, I'm not, I'm not a fucking SJW. Y- y'all have listened to this podcast <laughs> enough to know that I'm not into performative woke culture, like, at all. Yeah. But a lot of, hey, some of my best friends are woke. Like, yeah. it's it's fine. We can, we can work together to combat capitalism. And if we can't do that, then fine. Fucking let Boris Johnson and Donald Trump take over the fucking world because... Because they can't. Yeah. Like, cause and we're letting them do it. They've got like, the numbers and they don't give a fuck about, you know, performing to the culture the correct way. They're not all regulating each other's behavior and language mm-hmm. and ostracizing each other from communities because they don't toe the right lines. They're just saying, we want to get as rich as possible. Let's do it together. Yeah, we care about what's best for us. There is, like, it's that elite class Fuck in poor there. people. Let's ruin their lives. That's all they fucking care about. And exactly. we can't combat that by just hating and mistrusting each other and fighting with each other and mm-hmm. and letting them sow these seeds of discord in our communities. I mean, that's the core of socialism in and of itself, though, is like we have the numbers as the working class. It's like it's just a matter of getting together getting and doing it. Getting together. Yeah, like getting our shit together and realizing like there is no point. Like even these like Democratic primaries are so stupid, uh, like to the point yeah. where like we should just fucking pick someone Why are they and so then hash long? it out. Yeah, it's like we'll hash it out then of like after we fucking pick someone where we can all get together around it. It's like you should never like the, all those never Bernie people is like, Go fuck yourself. What the fuck are you going to do if Bernie gets the nomination? Vote for Trump? Go fuck yourself. Like, what are you going to do? Not vote? It's like... People would literally rather have another four years of Trump than let poor people have one thing. That's the thing. Is like, there's so many people out there suffering, and it's like, there's somebody who is trying to bring not himself to the to the position, but to bring a set of ideas and a coalition of ideas into power. Power. Like, mm-hmm. use lightly of, of like but to bring it into being able to control the the fate of 
all of us in yeah. a way because that's the system we've agreed to live in. I mean, I'm not a Leninist, but sometimes I'm like, he was right about bourgeois democracy. It's just a bunch of fucking idiots who are misinformed yeah. making very important decisions. And like, sometimes I wonder what life would be like under a kind of like Soviet democratic centralist kind of thing where we elect representatives who we trust and then they make decisions because they are educated and smart and... I know that I know probably a lot of people listening won't love to hear me say that, but yeah. I, democracy is not a perfect system. Like, and also we don't have a true democracy in America anyway. Not at all. This is an oligarchy for sure. Um, like, and effectively an oligarchy is really only nominally a democracy. But like, it's I don't know. I'm just saying there's there's more to consider. At a certain point, at a certain point, I'm like. I would I'd be willing to sacrifice a lot to see people safe and fed and and protected from the capitalists I think you have to like I I think in order to achieve uh, socialism and I've always said the socialism that will that that I hope for the United States won't in reality won't be anything like I hope it is now because there's going to, there's just so much at stake of like, and there's so many factors that can mold it and change it in different ways. Um, but the core value for me in the end is there needs, there, there needs to be, and there will be sacrifices. And that's something I'm comfortable with of knowing that sacrifices will be made in order to make sure there's more equality across the board for everyone, regardless of what they look like, where they were raised, where like wh- where they were born, yeah. this, the what they were born into. It's like the idea would be we can all that like our lowest tier quality of life in the U.S. is still good. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I mean, I would love to live in a perfect anarchist utopia in which we all mutually want to see each other do well. But in real life sometimes you gotta hold the kids down and make them eat their vegetables i think so sometimes you gotta because i think humans there's a book that i've been meaning to read called tribes where it just talks about how humans are tribal and how as we've gotten more and more like population wise that like cities don't make sense um because like that is so against what we should live like because we're so much more adept in living in smaller cultures Mm -hmm. of like being able to have like the all of our ideas of like it is insane that one person the president has like say over 330 million people however the fuck many people live in the u.s but like it's insane and it do, it's against our nature as humans to to live in a system like that where sure. one person has the final say over that many people yeah that's bananas um and it's just more of like in in we live in, in we live in a society um <laughs> we, we live in like in cities of like places like New York and Chicago, there are millions of people, but like we're not really one thing because like we don't really like everyone else is just noise at this point because we have our small tribes, our group yeah. of friends, and we care about what's best for our group of friends. And then we start to tribe up and start saying, well, I don't give a fuck what happens to these people because my tribe is fine. Yeah. And it's like we're just fundamentally not meant to live a- at this scale. And I think there there's truth to that. Yeah. Uh, of like in a way. I mean, maybe, yeah. I mean, that's very like, I mean, that all sounds very anarchist too this kind of idea of like small local communities that make decisions for themselves um and kind of mutually see to everyone's greatest good in in smaller more localized communities and again like i really don't have 
beef with the anarchist vision. I just I just don't see how it's possible to attain. I just think that like what we were founded on and like what the country still runs off of, like the idea of that we would be, you know, that, that the country would have millions of people in it seems so absurd at the time yeah. of like, yeah. and, and, and where we were of like, it kind of made sense when it was just 13 colonies of like a couple hundred thousand people in each colony, like each state, uh, sure. if you will. And like, you know, it, kind of made sense of like these states would have a lot of they would send representatives out to a central location to argue on behalf of their state because it's you could come to a consensus at that point it wasn't there weren't so many ideas but now we're so huge and so like the the country's so diverse and so giant and there's so many government structures that like it it just doesn't we're so far away from what's happening in washington that like it doesn't even matter to us anymore because what they do it isn't about us. It's about billionaires and like people who are at that elite level. Their yeah, colony has become that elite class because it's the only people who are affected by these major changes and have the capital to influence those major changes. Right. Only only a very small percentage of people are invited to sit at this table. Yeah. But what happens at the capacity. table, it just ends up being reality for everyone. Yeah. It's not even that we're outside the place where the table is. It's like we're miles away from where the fuck the meetings even happen. Yeah. We don't, we like, don't fucking know what's going on over there. And, yeah. And our lives are literally being decided by people. Who, and like even in Illinois, like go smaller, like state in Illinois, it's like it, state government doesn't make sense. It's <laughs> like Chicago is has no fucking influence on what happens in, well, it does, the reverse of, like, Peoria has no influence on Chicago at all, of, like, I don't give a shit what happens in Peoria, I give a shit what happens here, because I live here, and it's, like, you know, I live within these boundaries, I'm more confined to a city government that sucks ass, but, like, um, our, again, the scale is too big of, to, to have things work like that. And I, I guess that's where this, the, the Soviet argument comes in a little bit more, of, like, it was a little more, blocked out in a way of like not to use block as in like soviet (laughs) block but like it it was very much more systematic in that way of like it was meant to work of like your job is literally to represent these people like that's it that is how you are filed in this you're equal this is just what your job is and it's like whereas we have this whole like popularity campaign we have a fucking billionaire as our governor it's like (laughs) you know like a, a insane billionaire and like I'm not going to trash talk him too much because he's a major investor in the company I work at now. <laughs> like it's so I I can't anymore. Um, and like we'll get into talking about Illinois uh, in a little bit. We're already at 37 minutes. But, oh yeah, yeah. But I I just think that's the that's the thing I'm thinking of that that just kind of gets me of like to me Bernie represents going back more to realizing that Washington is not the fucking center of the universe it's like it is a meeting of the minds across the whole country and i think bernie has something to offer for every delegation that sends people out to washington it's not just people looking out for new york chicago la um and like whatever how much money they can make off of it it's like it, it represents to me of someone who is consciously thinking not only of people in new york but people in fucking des moines iowa or in bumblefuck iowa i don't yeah. even care if like it, it makes sense to me to have someone in office that that has the experience with those people and was not raised in that just chaos of like i mean trump trump's a fucking new yorker heart and soul of like you know, and like he will always be that fucking New York type of like he was never raised. Hey, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. He was never in, in his never in his life has he ever considered someone from the Midwest. It, like 
at no, all. No, yeah, a lot of these, a lot of these coastal elites. Am I right? They yeah. don't, they don't give a fuck about literally anyone who why doesn't should live they? Like, in the cities that they do. I mean, they literally no one. No one fucking cares about farmers. There there are still farmers in America. A lot of people make their money yeah, off of agriculture still. Nobody gives a fuck. We're in a system where they see them as voters, not we as people. We don't talk about them. Yeah. Like, we don't talk about people who are, you know, fucking miners or farmers. And, and that's why we love Bernie is because even in every single plan he releases, he's always thinking about, like, what, who are the marginalized people that might be affected by this in ways we wouldn't think of? You yeah, know, like, his climate plan has so many provisions for people who are going to lose their jobs under when we reduce like the fossil fuel jobs. Like, uh-huh. where are those people going to go? There's, you know, he's thinking about that kind of stuff, and and that is such a far cry from any other candidate in the race. Is that like he he's not going to fucking forget about the marginalized people wherever they are. Like he's always thinking about who might be who might be affected by this that we might not have foreseen and what can we do to make sure that they're going to be okay. Yeah, it works on a like a like a scale that that I don't think has ever been thought of. Well, it probably has, but it hasn't been thought of in this high of a tier of election, you know, of like in this mainstream of a thought process of being able to think about so many people big and small in there because like i mean even obama was a like and and like the more the farther we get away from obama the more we realize he wasn't that great he Uh, sucked like but obama was very much a a city guy too of like just thought about cities of like and just the idea of obama is what people like they didn't really know really what he was doing but we just knew that when we had george bush it's like oh we are getting affected by that because all of our kids are getting sent off to fucking war because like that's the people who fill out war of like uh, of our troops Mm -hmm. are people from those areas of like and like i don't know with with trump it it just seems like he spoke to coal miners he spoke to people in that area but he wasn't speaking to them he was saying what they wanted to hear to get their votes so that he can fucking cushion his buddies who own those companies who own those people in a way and it's but like even that was so much more than like anyone else was giving them which is why i don't i don't get mad at rural areas for voting for trump and i think that it's honestly kind of bigoted to um to really you know like you just see a lot of liberals blame. being like trump country or being like ooh, non-voters we hate them they ruin things and it's like you know what? Only one candidate uh, Spoke even to bothered him. to acknowledge their existence. The biggest, and of course, he was fucking lying. Of course, he was. But at least he bothered. He and he the, tried to speak to them because he knew how valuable they were. Is the thing he knew yeah. the value in speaking to them. And like I said before, is he saw them as voters, not necessarily as people. But he knew that their voice is going to matter because he saw, not he, his team. I highly doubt he personally saw it but his team saw that the electoral college victory would be the only way to go well yeah and i mean there were so many people in like rural areas who were like well it's either bernie or trump because those are the only two people who bothered to acknowledge that they exist Mm -hmm. and of course you know bernie didn't get the nomination so who's the only one talking to them it's trump and we can go back to like this isn't us just saying like bernie's so great bernie's so great hillary sucks it's like it that literally happened where hillary <laughs> skipped pennsylvania yeah uh hillary skipped wisconsin uh and she skipped michigan 
of three states that all ended up going towards Trump because Trump didn't skip them. Trump yeah. went and he rallied in those in, in those states because he knew who he was talking to. He knew that those people uh, were the people that were going to vote and were the people that had a vested interest in what was happening. Granted, he lied. Yeah. Completely. Like, and he gave them bullshit. But that's... But he showed up. That's the thing. He showed up just like Bernie. And if we go back and point and everyone's... We're just saying that... If you're saying Bernie would have lost to Trump anyway, it's like, no. Bernie beat Hillary in those states. Bernie yeah. beat Hillary in Wisconsin by a pretty significant margin of, like, it wasn't close. Um, and, and it's like, Bernie did... Bernie sees them as people the way Trump sees them as voters, Yeah. Uh, that they all have a vested interest and they don't have to like Bernie. But Bernie is working to make their lives better because he knows it will. Right now, when you're living at that level, and I fully agree with you that it is bigoted to hate Trump country people. Yeah. Um, but like when you're living at that level, you don't give a shit what the fuck Hillary Clinton has to say about like you know, big broad terms or anything or like, you know, Hillary Clinton. When every day is a struggle for you to like keep your family safe and fed or, you know, when you don't have access to any of the resources that people in cities have, when your hospitals are falling apart, you know, when you're half the people, you know, are struggling to find jobs like no, what you care about is who's gonna who's gonna make sure that like I'm my family's gonna survive. Yeah. Who's gonna make sure that like you know when my wife gives birth, she has a safe place to do that. That's not gonna completely bankrupt us. Mm-hmm. Like that's the kind of things these people care about. Whatever Hillary's going on about in vague terms, of, calling you them know, baskets of deplorables. Anyone yeah. who supports Trump is a fucking asshole, and it's like that. You know, it it could be true. Like, it, it could be a blanket statement. I don't think I fully disagree with that statement. But if you're a voter who, again, like you said, is struggling to day-to-day, paycheck to paycheck, of like, and not even that, of like coming up short and going into debt to banks. Yeah, and it's you're like, not thinking about these high-minded ideas of like... You're going to listen. Or you're not thinking about having a woke affect. You're not thinking about who can I vote for that will make me seem, you know, the least bigoted. You're thinking, who can I vote for who's going to make sure that I'm alive? Yeah. Like who's going to care about about me? And it's going to be the guy that came that rallied at coal miners places that said big, beautiful coal. We love coal. We love you (laughs) again. Nothing promised there. And he has not kept up those promises at all to protect their jobs and protect them. Yeah, I I guess what I'm just getting at is like I know I know a lot of like rural area working class people are reactionary and bigoted. I mean, but you see that in cities, too. There's racists everywhere. Yeah, but. But just because somebody voted for Trump doesn't mean you get to automatically assume that they are a reactionary Mm -hmm. because everyone is not living in cities where they have mostly are able to get what they need to survive the way we are. Mm -hmm. And and their concerns are just different. And and you can't really fault someone for putting survival first because you have to. That's literally hierarchy of needs. You have to make sure that you can survive before you can start thinking about peace and harmony. Do you think... And and I'm genuinely curious. Do you think that that's not going to work this time around? Do you, will you still feel the same way if Trump wins in 2020 about them? About uh, about just voting because someone spoke to them in a way, even though they've seen four years of him not doing it. Um, I'll probably be a little, a little. I'll have a little less leniency, but it is just really going to depend on who the Democratic nominee is yeah. and how they how they run their campaign. Um. 
I mean, I really, th- if Bernie got that nomination, like all those rural areas are, they're going to vote for him. I, I think mean, they will surprisingly be. I think we'll, we'll. Red a states lot of, will become blue in a way. That, I think like, a lot of liberals are going to be eating their words um, when they see how much Trump support really comes from wealthy elites who live in cities and not so much if you look rural at a, area. Yeah, if you people. look at a classic Trump supporter, like I don't imagine, I don't necessarily imagine uh, overalls like mud stains, like well, yeehaw, I love Trump. I, I think imagine a lot like of Trump supporters are probably not open about it because of decorum yeah. and how it looks, but the, I personally, yeah, their interests are supported more by Trump than by a Bernie. I imagine a- dickbags I went to college with when I think Trump supporters of like like idiots yeah. who went to the the private private institution I went to. Of like, yeah, yeah, like Republicans who like grew up in rich families. Like those are I think Cuz their interests are genuinely protected by Trump. Yeah, if we see a Bernie versus Trump general election, I think we will realize that Trump support isn't fucking rednecks or whatever you want to you know that's not the majority of the base yeah Yeah. that the people you want to blame for trump being in office is actually a symptom of your own bigotry Mm -hmm. and that the people who put him in office or the people who are really dedicated to him um are not the people that that you want to expect and that you want to blame i think um, I think if we saw Bernie versus Trump, a lot of these rural areas and, and rural states are going to go blue. For I Bernie. think you would be very. Yeah, I would be. I'm, I'm I'm planning on being pleasantly surprised at some states going blue where we didn't necessarily think they would. Yeah. In a way. And even the ones that were questionable in 2016 might be like I think like Texas, for example, would be a great example of 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 a state that is teetering on purple yeah uh, at this point um and i think it's a state that might finally go blue of like in a general election for the well, first we time we talked since... about this there was like a poll in fucking georgia that had bernie beating trump mm-hmm. georgia yeah of like i just think i don't know I, it's just so frustrating to know that there's so many machines behind the other candidates and the machine behind Bernie is just people. Yeah. Is is how I genuinely feel. And yeah, he's got a corporate structure behind his campaign. He has to. Everybody does. But literally, like, like he has more volunteers than more volunteers. Anyone. More people are showing up, more small time donations from regular people. Because and and I would love to see what Bernie can do with a full Democrat machine behind him. Of like how he would be able to just tour the country. I mean, the full Democrat machine will never get done, Bernie. But but you know, when it, when he does become the nominee, when that full machine that 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 time period of July to November when they have to and they don't have when a there's choice, no other yeah. choice when you see the people who said never Bernie eating their own fucking words. It'll be it'll be interesting. God, I I want nothing. Right now, more. I'm feeling very optimistic. I really think Bernie could sweep the first four primaries, um, or maybe or at least like three of the first four. And I think that if he does that, th- I mean, it's over. The floodgates think, are open. At and that the point. only way Bernie is going to clinch that DNC nomination is if he like truly dominates. Strong. He needs um, a strong start. And I think fortunately, superdelegates are not allowed to vote first round this time which will be helpful but that means that like first round of voting at the dnc like bernie has to come away with a solid majority Mm -hmm. or else after then you know the superdelegates come in and of course they're going to pick whoever the establishment wants them to but if we can pull this off if he can do really well in the early primaries 
and really just undeniably sweep primaries across the board, then there won't you won't be able to rig the election. You can't him. ignore it yeah. at that point. And I think, yeah, New Hampshire and Iowa is close. You know, we're in December now. Those are in fucking February. Yeah. So we're close. I think he's got Iowa. I really, I really feel confident. I mean, unless something crazy happens between now and then, which, you know, I mean, I think crazy he, things have been happening all the time. That's true. I, I'm confident in saying he for sure has number two in Iowa. He will for sure get second place to, in my opinion, likely Biden number one, because Biden hasn't fully collapsed yet. I really, I really think, just because I know that polls tend to mostly sample like older people and most of Bernie's base is really young. Mm -hmm. I think that we're going to see really we're going to see a lot more Bernie votes at at the we're going to see Bernie do a lot better in Iowa caucuses than we are going to expect if we only go off of the polls that we're seeing right Right. now. Um, I I really feel confident about his chances in Iowa. I do. I do, I I'm do. a fucking cynic, so. Yeah, I know. I just, I mean, we both started our, our podcast adventure today being very cynical about a lot of things. Yeah, just talking about how much we want to kill ourselves. Talking some shit, baby. But yeah. listen to only Elliot Smith in a while. My, Didn't you Elliot Smith karaoke at the holiday party? Fuck yeah, I did. I'm sorry I, I missed that. It was very funny. I kept uh, getting the audience to sing the lyrics, and I would point the microphone at the audience during the most depressing parts. <laughs> I would keep leaning over saying, this guy killed himself off mic. <laughs> uh, and like just reminding people that that song was nominated for an Oscar. Nice. So. Meanwhile, I did several drugs and just started yelling at all my friends about how boys won't text me back. So Hell we're both yeah. doing great. Holiday party, baby. <laughs> uh, it was fun. I, I had a good time overall. All right. But that has been Capitalist Anonymous. Thank you for tuning in. R.I.P. UK. Yeah. Forever in our hearts. Sorry, mate. Pour one out for Jezza tonight. Yeah, pour one out. But yeah, follow us on Twitter at Capanon Pod. Um, yeah, and shout out anything you want us to talk about. You can't be on the show, but if, <laughs> you, but if you I mean, maybe if we think of a reason to have maybe. you on the show, maybe. But maybe we, don't, when we, we f- don't really do the guest thing. When we fully convert to being a weed podcast, then we'll have people on the <laughs> oh show. Oh my God, let's just become Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, we're Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so thanks for listening to the Joe Rogan Experience <laughs> 2. Uh, we love you, listeners. Speak for yourself. Yeah, all two of you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. 